Welcome into Championship Football. This is a Dynasty Mafia podcast hanging out with another guest, Pope's Fantasy Football Hour, Jeremy Popolars. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. What's going on tonight, everybody? Uh, well, I mean, I thought Pope was going to talk because he was a guest. Uh, welcome in, Pope. Let's not jump at once. Um, nothing yeah. much, man. Um, you know, just hoping I win a one, one or two uh, championship leagues this week. Excited that basketball is back. Hockey's back next week. I know me and Pope are in a dynasty hockey league together, and and Antonio and Eric and I are in a dynasty basketball league. So we're sh- we're gonna shift things over to uh, hockey and and basketball next week, right, guys? Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't yeah definitely. <laughs> I haven't even That's looked at exciting. my fantasy hockey team. <laughs> That's a lot to do. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that is Jeremy there. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you remind everybody uh, who you are? I know you were on the on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, now this will be your, your third time. So, uh, frequent flyer here with us. But uh, yeah, you guys got an your mouth card. You can. You're part of the club. <laughs> part of the club. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just uh, on Twitter right now, kind of giving some start and sit uh, advice, trade questions, uh, started writing some articles for you guys. Um, <clears throat> other than that, just kind of an avid fantasy football player. Not good. Not a good one, right? Oh, no. <laughs> just one, kidding. One, one for three. Hey, uh, I saw that you're in the championship game and you put up uh, 250 points on uh, uh, on on Eric. Yeah, you know, just just another Sunday. I'm still hurting from there right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a league record. Yeah, so yeah. that was definitely let, fun to have. <laughs> don't you let the nothing like a semifinal league record, you know? Don't you let the listeners uh, know who gave you your only loss this season? Oh yeah. And what and what Watch their it, record man. was? Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love how that works out? Uh, you know, when you, you have a twelve and one season, which you know, again, yeah, good, good job, buddy, great job there. But obviously, you want to have that undefeated streak. But the worst part's when it comes like earlier in the year. No, it was worse like, when it was like last. And I wasn't trying. <laughs> week. No. I wasn't trying. Well, I mean, I was putting <laughs> rosters in, but I wasn't like really. I really didn't care if I won or lost. Should've I don't know. For me, salute. like, <laughs> I've never been twelve and zero before. But I have been twelve and one after being like four and zero, and then then losing, and then going on a win streak. So that kind of sucked to know that. Oh man, if I had won back in week four or five, I would have the undefeated. But yeah, I haven't experienced it the other way, which I'm sure equally sucks. Especially I've never had. A, I've never had an undefeated well, team. Neither have I. It's, they don't. They don't come around very often. Yeah. Like a hole in one, you know. Uh, but never speaking of, of bad either. beats. Yeah, I don't want to brag. We'll talk about that for another day. Uh, but speaking of uh, bad beats or you know good, good wins, uh, do you guys have any like past championship stories? How about uh, Jeremy? Why don't you start? Do you have anything there? No, Candy was right. Not very good fantasy football player, apparently. Stop. <laughs> First appearance in a while, so I don't have anything. Oh. I'll let you know uh, on Tuesday. I had a couple. Good, I had a couple good ones. I mean, I, I think I talked about one last week when uh, Clint needed a uh, run or, or a defense. I dropped all my defensive. I dropped all my players for defense or defenses, and he couldn't pick up a defense. And he was really upset. And he, I won by like one or two points. 
Um, yeah, and besides winning uh, this bad boy a couple times over you guys. Oh, here he goes no, again. Here I got no is. other. I got no other stories. <laughs> yeah, rub it in. <laughs> you'll be you'll be passing what, that what off this you? year. It's not even mine this year. <laughs> I didn't oh. want to list it. Yeah, he's still, he's still, he still hasn't been picked up by the It still hasn't been picked up by Dennis. Oh, okay. Dennis is a busy guy. A <laughs> <laughs> busy year. I guess been a busy my, year during my, uh, the pandemic. One of my uh, stories, I guess, is the in our main home league that we've been playing in, it's got to be over a decade now. Um, the past two years, I went to the championship back-to-back. Unfortunately, I lost both years. I had great teams. The first year, Antonio beat me because Aaron Rodgers decided to score 50 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. <laughs> and then that, but but that that game it kept going back to back and forth. Um, it was a close one, but that, that was a tough beat. Then last year, I had CMC, I had Zeke, I had Delvin Cook, Lamar Jackson, and I lose in the championship. So I think Lamar Jackson had a bad week sixteen last week if I or last year if I think of if I'm my, my whole it. team did. It was yeah. except except CMC, but yeah. whole team had a bye week. Yeah. Don't you love when that happens? Yeah, I well like like we were talking about last week in the those, the fantasy care limiters, that best ball uh that I'm in where the lowest score is limited each week. That the guy that was Ahead in points by like 150, like just clearing everybody, had his worst week two weeks ago and lost in the final four. So like that, I just felt bad for him because I'm like, man, you've been killing it every single week and consistent as a bird, and then you just have that one bad week and that's all it takes. That's why you get all you need to do is get into the playoffs. Everything else from there is just you don't know. You don't know for sure. And in uh, my bad beat, or not my bad beat, but the bad beat that I gave, one of the great championship stories I have is a dynasty league that I run. Uh, it was our second year back in 2018 or 2017, and I was uh, down, and I had Zach Ertz, and I wound up losing by like two or three points. But they wound up going to overtime because of some klutz fumble that caused Philly to get the ball again and get a field goal to go overtime. But because of that, Zach Ertz got another couple catches, which let me win by 1.4 points. It let me repeat the first two years of the Dynasty League, and the person I beat then has won the league twice since. So it's not winning it this year. He beat me. He beat me last yeah. year, and now I'm, I'm, in it, and I'm in it again this year. So He's not in it with you, though. No, he's not no, in he's it. No, he's not. He's not going to win this year, so we won't have anybody three-peating. But, what, did he lose by .8 or something like that? And He, was he lost by 1.44 1. because wow. it's a PPR league, so Zach Ertz got a catch like right in the beginning of overtime. Um, and then he got another catch near the end zone, which is the one that set me over. Uh, and that, yeah, that was a really big win. Um, I remember that one vividly. But I, I forget who it was, Amari Cooper or uh, Crabtree, when they played for um... – the 49ers that they played for back in the back in the day? Crabtree right. played for the 49ers, yes. Yeah, okay, so it was him. Um he he needed like a catch or two to uh for me to lose at four o'clock and I had no I had no one no one else. And he ended up having like one catch, seven yards or something like that, and I won by like point eight or whatever it was. So it's, the whole the whole game you're like, Oh, I'm I lost, whatever. You know, you, I send a text and like congratulations or whatever. 
And I'm like, maybe, maybe this will jinx him or whatever. And it did. So then once the second half started, you're like, all right, maybe he won't get a catch. <laughs> well, well, that's exactly what happened this yeah. last week for me. I know it was in championship, but uh, I'm in a best ball dynasty league. And I texted you guys and I said, when Gio Bernard had like 17 points in the first quarter, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just lost, you know, because Gio Bernard is doing this. And he actually only got six more points. He needed yeah. six and a half. So I wound up winning wow. the game by, by .5, so I'm in the championship, which is nice. Uh, but isn't that amazing, though? Like, that's what's crazy to me is that every every week at the end of every week, there's always a matchup that ends on something so simple as a catch. Like, it, it's just amazing to me how, how each week, like, the two teams that may finish between .4 of each other happen to be playing each other in a 10, 12, 14 team league, what have you. That just the kind of <laughs> the odds are just kind of crazy to me that that how often that happens. Yeah, I think yeah. it probably has happened every week. You'd have to think. I know it really I really almost in, does. Yeah, I had one in mind earlier this year. I think it was week two or three, whatever. Whenever day uh, Tampa played on Monday night, and I was playing one of our friends, and I think he uh, he needed four points from Ronald Jones and it happened to be the game that they just didn't hand off to Ronald Jones. He got like three points and I was like one by one point. Don't they um, do that anyways? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Different discussion. <laughs> um, so let me ask you guys a couple questions here. Do you guys talk smack in your championship games? You know, ahead of time you, you talk to the other person and start getting in their head. It depends. Uh, what it, is. it depends what it is. Results matter. That's all. Nah, it depends what speak. It, like in defense, so it is. If they, there's a couple people that I target, and they know yeah. who they are, and they know who they are. Do you do it privately or do you do it openly in the group? No, no, uh, I mean, private message. I know, not me. I get pictures of <laughs> I get pictures of of them, their girlfriends. I put them like on on like those gifts or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, you're really good at that. I yeah. need to work on my gift game. Yeah. Um. So what about? Well, okay, so then let me let me let me ask you a question. Then we talked last week about some, uh, or a couple weeks ago about some, uh, you know, playoff. Uh, what is it? Combatants, some battles, I guess that you would do, or some strategies. There's the word. And like, are you playing defense this week against your your championship opponent? Like, if Jalen Hurts yeah. is on your waiver wire and you don't need Jalen Hurts this week, are you picking him up so your opponent can't? Oh, I mean, if he's there, I'm taking him. Just because I might start him, because he—that's how—that's how good he played last week, and he's playing the Cowboys this week. So if Hurts is there, I'm taking him, and then I'll decide if I'm playing him. But I don't—I don't think I play that kind of defense. I kind of play, um, kind of. So in my one league, my opponent has Russell Russell Wilson as a quarterback, and I was going to bench Lockett because he's been awful. Um, so, but I'm like, well, maybe, you know, he'll throw a touch on a pass the lock and, and I'll cancel out some points there with Russell Wilson. Um, so that, that's the type of defense I'll play is trying to, you know, cancel out the quarterback's points somehow. It's not a bad strategy. Never really thought of it. That so way. you do look um, at, you do look at your opponent's roster. Yeah. A little bit. You'll play against it. Yeah. I don't necessarily play against it, but I'll look at it and mm-hmm. figure out how hard I guess necessarily I have to go with yeah. figuring out my matchups or if I'm just playing the guys I feel the best, or if I have to do a little bit more to figure out that one guy that might push it over. But 
I don't really play defense necessarily as in picking up somebody versus somebody else. I did that this week. I picked up all the – I had some fab, and I picked up all the running backs because he needed a running back. So I have like 10 <laughs> running backs on my team right now. <laughs> I just – I don't know. Yeah, I but, feel like playing Dynasty, I just don't like to drop. I mean, not many people pay attention, I think, at this point, but I just really don't. Yeah, I was gonna Usually say our rosters are so small that like to drop somebody to play defense in that way. And at this point, if you made it this yeah, far, well, you should have trust in your roster. That's the way I feel. It, yeah, and I mean, even well, more so redraft, I'm sure, because uh, you know, Dynasty wouldn't have too much on there that people are, are fighting for. Um, but I mean, at least, yeah, at least the redraft side, like even like defenses. Uh, I know Jeremy, you and I were talking about kickers before this. Yeah. I mean. If you think that player has a great matchup and an extra advantage, you know, obviously you may want to pick them up for yourself. Or if you have one you like, would you pick up another one to block? Because really, like, unless it's a keeper league, and even if it is, what are your bench players left for? Uh, I know they're not someone you're going to keep next year. So why not try something? Uh, One more question. Are you guys, uh, any of you guys a pot splitter? You you know, if you get to the final four or the championship, (laughs) pot splitter. Do you uh you try to to split the pot, make sure everybody I, gets an even piece? I don't I don't offer it, but I usually don't turn it down. Nah. Winner take all. Nah, I, I split. I split the, I, it depends. If if it's a good buddy of mine, I'll I'll offer it. Um, so, if it's like some if it's someone I don't care for, I whatever. I won't offer. I'm it. usually against it as well. Uh, but. If I'm not a part of it, and that's a decision people want to make, I get it. Uh, but I'm similar to Eric, I guess. If I'm asked, I'll think about it. Yeah. But you're damn right. If I'm if I'm being asked, and I and it's because I think I'm gonna, you know, steamroll this opponent. Uh, no, no, we're gonna uh-huh. keep that. But you know, karma can bite me. Last year, I lost a two quarterback league that I was beyond sure I was gonna win. I I, I was like I think 30 points a week ahead of everybody, like truly obliterating people. I only had one loss and didn't win the championship. Karma said, "You know what? All right, now you're making me nervous. Maybe I'm still <laughs> the pot." So, there you, right, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> uh, so we were talking about Jalen Hurts a second ago. You know, he blew up the top scorer of the whole fantasy week. Uh, with four total touchdowns against Arizona. We had talked last week about Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts trying to put on a show, especially with their legs. Uh, and, and Hurts said a lot on the ground, 63 yards and a touchdown. And Kyler had 29 yards and a touchdown himself. So that was a really, really good game to watch. Uh, do you guys have any big – what's your takeaway from Jalen Hurts? I mean, clearly the Eagles are doing better. They, they did lost against Arizona, but – you know, they led the game for a little while, and, and Hertz was able to let people like Greg Ward show up when uh, Jalen Rager went out. So what do you think about Jalen Hurts? Is it is it just me, or did the play calling kind of change too? Like, I feel oh, like I agree. they I, – I don't know why they didn't – not saying that they had to have Wentz move out of the pocket more or make him run or anything, but, like, I feel like the offense has is creative more. There, there's, you know – Plays that they're throwing down the field that I don't think I don't know maybe Wentz was holding the ball out, ball too long because they didn't they didn't give up a sack till like the last last drive I think they gave up two sacks Philly but Wentz was getting sacked every every game a couple times so I I don't know I just 
I don't know. I don't know my take yet on it. I think, I think Jalen Hurts has just brought some different type of energy, and and they definitely have switched, turned that mm-hmm. offense around a little bit, changed changed the play call a little bit. Yeah, I'd be interested to see the time to throw though. Is it just because Hurts is getting rid of the ball faster? Well, I mean, I think, I think Eric, you and I had this discussion about Josh Allen because you feel like you know uh, the offense coordinator in Buffalo isn't a great coordinator. And that you feel that the quarter that the offensive line has given him a lot of time in the pocket, where in reality, if the quarterback scrambles, that's why it the numbers vary. If he's scrambling, it'll show that he has more time in a pocket because he's or he'll have more time. He has more time to throw the ball because he's not in the pocket anymore. So if Wentz is in the pocket, those numbers are gonna obviously show that um, hurts has more time to throw because he doesn't stay in the pocket as often as Wentz does. No, I mean like time to throw is in like his release point is, oh, is, is oh. quicker than Hurts oh, or than Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Is Wentz, is Wentz holding it, double clutching, thinking twice versus where Hurts is just reacting and making plays with nothing to lose. Cause I think, uh, a, I think a lot of it is, you know, I, I kind of thought we talked about it, before he was even the starter is that this is what happens when you have a, you know, a quarterback who can run the ball and, and is dynamic like that. And you just, it's a new offense and you just throw it in and you, you just defenses, they don't know how to react to it yet. And <clears throat> I think we just need more time to actually see what it's going to develop into. Um, obviously he's looked, he's looked really good so far. Um, but, you know, even last week, even Miles Sanders, struggling. I know Hurts still had a great game, but I don't think we fully know what exactly this offense is going to be yet. I don't think they know either. You know, they went in anticipating Wentz to finish the season and then had to pull him necessarily for Hurts, and I think you'd be around a different package for Jalen Hurts than you would Carson Wentz. I think they both have completely different styles of play and different attributes. Hurts can run the ball a lot better than say Wentz can, and I don't know. I think you're going to see just like an abbreviated kind of mixture of an offense that you're really not going to know. I don't think until they fully decide if they're going to go with him for a season and build an offense around him. Yeah. And you know, he's got, he's got 29 carries in the last two games. So they, they are clearly using that uh, as part of the game plan. It, it really, um, I don't think we know just yet what it's going to do to Miles Sanders, but Hurts, you know, went over 300 yards. He, like I said, he made Greg Ward get two touchdowns uh, in the red zone. Um, Jalen Rager did go down, but they were still able to move the ball the whole eight, whole game prior to that. So he's definitely bringing the spark, uh, and he's he's making the offense look a lot different. So I think there's a lot of good stuff coming from Jalen Hurts. Speaking of, um... but. Um, or, uh, running quarterbacks or whatever. Are you nervous that Miles Sanders is going to suffer the same faith as um, Kenyon Drake did to start the season? Where is – well, so uh, Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders – the difference is Miles Sanders is a completely different player than most in the league, right? Um, he's one of the most elusive backs that we have. He is somebody that we've seen now can take the ball to the house 70-plus yards. We've seen it multiple times this year. Uh, and I think that underneath Doug Peterson, they love to run the football. And with Hurts 
he still has had 31 rushes in the last two games, uh, as well as seven targets. So he's still getting the ball in. Uh, he's still getting the ball through the air, and he's also doing it on the ground. Uh, I just right now. I'm I don't. Too I don't know if like kind of the running quarterback takes away from the running back. I guess. That's well, what actually, I'm you know, I'm looking. 17, 17 carries is the most he's had since week three. Yeah. Um, I know, like I said, they they had the lead against Arizona for a bit, and they did start out to get a lead quickly. Uh, that could have to do with it. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the duds of the week uh, in a second. I just want to uh, let everybody know where you can find us all uh, on Twitter. You can find me at Antonio Denisi. Uh, FF, you can find Jeremy, our uh, illustrious guest, at Pope's FFH. Uh, you can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716 and Eric at Eric D underscore FF. And you can find the Mafia at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. And uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, uh, make sure, well, just make sure you are checking us out on YouTube. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share Dynasty Mafia, youtube.com slash Dynasty Mafia podcast. And uh, Jeremy, Jeremy mentioned earlier uh, about our website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. He's got a bunch of articles up there. I've got my streams of the week. Uh, there's a lot of good content for you uh, over there. So, with that being said, I, I, it still doesn't feel like championship week to me. But you're not in a lot of championship games, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You, wow. know, I, you know, I have two, but... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just it's a whole different feeling this year. I, I think it's a lot of the uncertainty. It just every week just seems to have something crazy. I mean, uh like Tony Pollard was the number one running back this week after Zeke was supposed to play and then all of a sudden didn't play. Like that's the kind of stuff that we've had happening this year. Darren Waller is just you know, apparently the best tight end in NFL history. He's uh, a baller. With what with what he's he's a baller with what, what he's been doing. Um, but all right, duds, duds, duds. So Tyler Lockett, seven point four points, just sucked it up bad. Cooper Cup, eight point nine. Uh, Gronk did not do well. Robbie Anderson, whom we thought would have a little bit better of a game than he did, only had four points. Cam Akers got injured and came back, uh, and then got injured, uh, so he wasn't able to do much. Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. TJ Hawkinson, Todd Gurley, Raheem Mostert got injured. Wayne Gallman, Mr. Reliable for the last two months nearly. It's a lot of duds there, guys. Semi-final week. Heard a lot. I was surprised by Allen and Hawkinson, to be honest. Definitely didn't really see that coming. You know, yeah, I look at I... these duds. Look at these duds from week 15. All I can say is why couldn't some of them have been duds in week 14? <laughs> yeah, you know, I had I had yeah, a few those players, and I also had Hawkinson. Yeah, but it didn't matter because my opponent put up two hundred and fifty-two points. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sometimes. Who sometimes the hell did you have? I had you know, I had three of the top four running backs. If it wasn't for Tony Pollard, I would have had the top three. So who who who'd you have? Cook, Cook, Montgomery, and McKissick. Trash, oh, trash, yeah. trash. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Working yeah, that's, right now. Uh, I mean, Montgomery is, is truly just winning people leagues. Uh, I I don't want to say, like, I don't know what to say because 
we, we at least the three of us, like we talked about this. Like I, like I said, I was I was touting uh, buying David Montgomery very low uh, early on the off season, but you can't you can't keep saying with what he's doing. I think that it's just straight the matchups. I mean, listen to these last three games: 103 yards, 143 yards total in a touchdown, uh, 111 yards and two touchdowns, 155 yards. Sorry, I'm doing quick math and a touchdown. And then he just got 162 yards and two touchdowns. Like, uh, yes, these are some of the worst rushing defenses in the league, but I mean. He's the RB1 since week 12. Yeah. What uh, yeah. What's your dynasty thoughts on David yes. Montgomery Ooh, right man, now? Is he, is, he a, is he an RB1 to you going into 2021? Uh, no. No? You have to assume they're improving the quarterback, right? I want to say. No. I mean, I think honestly, the main reason that they're that he's putting this up is oh, there's probably two. One, they went back to Trubisky. Their passing game is a lot better. Unfortunately, saying that with Trubisky than Foles. Two, they're playing better matchups. And three, um, shoot. And again, it's, it, it is it's, it's the matchups. But like three, oh, is Tariq Cohen. I mean, you're missing half of their backfield he's really their only option and his volume in the passing game which isn't a lot but it's more than he has ever had because cohen usually would take most of that and not only that even his like rushing attempts i mean what was it last week i think he had close to 23 or 25 might even been closer to 30 but like he had he, 32. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, okay, I actually 32. just realized I counted that wrong. He had 30, 34 touches. Yeah, I mean, and that's – I mean, he could keep that volume, but I they just – I believe they just signed Cohen, didn't they? Last yeah, they, yeah they, they sent him to a three-year contract. And yeah. Yeah, when he comes back, he's going to be he's gonna be getting looks. And not only this, I really did, did – somebody mentioned how they might upgrade their quarterback – not yet, but I was just saying uh, yeah. he was an upgrade from Foles. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't really think it's gonna get any better going into next year. They might even have a rookie under center next year, or they might just run it back with Trubisky and Foles because Foles is on a contract. There's no way they're gonna cut him unless they could trade him. Yeah, I just um, I don't think they're gonna re-sign Trubisky. Maybe I mean, they, and Trubisky's <laughs> on his last year last year of his deal, right? Yeah, he'll be yeah, gone. This year's his last year. Yeah, he's, he's gone. This year. This year. I mean, I could see them. I could see them signing them for, for you know, minimum whatever. I mean, that offensive no. line could get better, but I mean, they're just. I don't know. There's, there's just, twelve other running backs. Carson, that, what about Carson Wentz? Dude, I don't know if they're going to be able to move Carson Wentz. Yeah, for I mean, there's a there's a couple school of thoughts here is that they might actually keep him right, or if you trade him and eat the dead cap. It's just like you're paying Jalen Hurts that money. Yeah, yeah. So I think if, if they're, if they're expecting... trying to keep Jalen Hurts, they have to trade once. They have to find a way to do it. Either trade him or you can bench him, right? But obviously, benching him would, wouldn't be ideal. But yeah, it's just if they just if they can tell themselves, hey, that's Jalen Hurts' money right now. That's what we're paying. That's what but we're paying not, once. And if we're it's, winning, Antonio, it's not just next year though. It's it's another four years of 34, 31, 36, 32 million dollars. Thirty-two million dollars dead cap. I don't. It's gonna. I don't see them trading them. I really don't. Because when's their potential yeah, out? They got to have an out. Is it, it two years from now? 
I'll look it up, but I, I think oh, it was potential, the, yeah. potential outs 2022. Three, so they got two more years. So 30, and how 34 much? and 31. So it's only 34 million right now. Is the cap hit or what's his cap hit? It, it, the, the, the cap hit is. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? His cap, his cap hit's hit's 34. What matters. His dead yep. cap is 59. Yeah. Um, so that's what they caught him, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So. So if somebody trades for him and takes the thirty four, that's fine. But what's his what's the dead cap in twenty twenty two? Twenty four. So they can eat it that's in two years. If they if they bench him next year and they cut him, that's, it is. But Jalen Hurts is on a rookie oh. contract. So if but he's here's the my, guy, here's my thing. I think, I think then they got to fire the coach because there's no way that Doug Peterson's going to be able to, you know, eat up all this cap and then try to get a contending team in there. I think what they're going to do is try and but if trade going Wentz to with a pick. They're going to trade Wentz along with a pick, kind of like what Houston did with Brock Osweiler. Yep. yep. Kind of sell the contract for. But that was also for only one year. To a team that could take it next year and then yeah. and then drop him or someone that'll keep him. Yeah. Like yeah, Washington, but technically the team example. getting him is going to have him on a one-year deal because he's a potential out in 2022. I'm just going to say. Con- they void his contract. I know, it we're, I know yeah. we would all hate Oh, if they trade him, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to say there's one team that I think would be interested. I'm telling won't you, I mean, we know Indy. New England. It won't be New England. Huh? They're going to draft. They're they're gonna draft they, they, probably, I mean, they'll they figure could. something out. But some but Carson Wentz is going somewhere. I don't I see Carson Wentz sitting at all for 20. I hope Cam Newton stays. There'll be a lot of places. You know, the Saints, you know, Breeze is going to be gone. So the Saints maybe... Indy, Eagle, or not Eagle, sorry, um, Patriots. Um, yeah, the big thing is just if the cap stays the same, which it sounds like it's going to. I know the it's Jets. premature, but it sounds like it's going to. There are teams that would definitely – but you you, you got to remember it's teams that will trade, not pick them up. So they got to eat that 36. So we'll move on from Carson Wentz right now. Uh, Cam Akers is out for the rest of the season. Uh, well, at least the regular season right now with a high ankle sprain. I hope he gets better. I know we have a lot of high aspirations for him. Amari Cooper, 2.3 points. That was a big letdown for people. Um, Are you surprised? I, surprised, no. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's had double digit points, you know, every week but twice this year. So he's been very consistent. Uh, but he had his worst game. Two point, yeah, like I said, two point three points on two targets. I, uh, I did sit him in the one league. I had him in Keenan, actually, the Superflex league we were playing. I, I sat him. Um, I don't know what came over me to do so, but I did, and I still lost. But regardless, got that. Uh, yeah, him and banked. Yeah, him and him and Keenan Allen kind of kind of sucked it up a bit. Um, are you guys worried at all about Keenan Allen not having more than fifty yards now in five out of seven games? 50 Eric? No, I'm not really too worried. Um, I think, you know, going into next year and going forward, Herbert's only going to get better and better. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. And not only that, I don't think they end up re-signing Hunter Henry. I don't know. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. If not, oh. that's only going to be more targets for Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry and Buffalo would be nice. Not to go off. Not not to go off. Mentioned it a while there. ago. Candy. Yeah. I think it's a really good oh, fit. It's on it. the Twitter feed. Check it. Oh, excuse me. New guy. Easy. 
Decided new guy. <laughs> I don't know. The Bills really like Dawson Knox, so who knows? Yeah, yeah well, I know. He just, he just drops Either the ball too much. Um, I, I, I've been a hater for a little while. I'm coming around to him if he can catch the ball, but that's really about it. He's um, good if he catches it. Yeah, I mean, we could say that about a lot of people. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, for example, who just seems to keep dropping the ball, but he keeps getting the targets. It, is Deontay Johnson and, I guess, the Steelers, who are, are facing Indianapolis this week, now on the uh, three-game losing streak, are they somebody that you can trust championship week? Like, no. I got – sorry, I'm, and I'm prolonging this, but, like, I, let me give you an example. I got in a conversation earlier today about Le'Veon Bell or Deontay Johnson, who you'd start. I'm thinking Johnson. I mean, Johnson's played well, even with, even when they're struggling. That's I, what a, a majority of people had said the Johnson side, but yeah. I mean, he got benched you, against Jeremy? Buffalo, so I mean, I don't count that game. But this past week, he he lit it up. I mean, that's tough because aren't they playing Indy? They're playing Indy. Yeah, I don't know. I I almost would almost. Mm. But then Bell's got Atlanta, who's actually not terrible against a run. I don't know. I would probably take Bell. The only reason I think is because I think Kansas City's going to run away with that game in the beginning of the like the first first half, and then they're going to be running it. And Bell's really – I mean, they got Darwin Thompson. but Yeah, I think, Bell, Williams. I think Bell's the safer option just because he's going to have a guaranteed workload with Clyde Edwards-Alaire being out um, and just – the state of that Steelers offense, I, I mean, and Deontay still had a, a great, a good game. Fantasy wise, I think he had like nineteen PPR points or something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I still think Bell's a safer option because you know next week it could be Juju having a, a good game and you know Deontay doesn't. But I think Deontay's really on a chopping well, block. I think he drops a couple and he gets benched again like he did at Buffalo. That's what's scary. I mean, me it's a it. it's a possibility, but you know, Bell only had thirty three percent of the snaps and he still has sixteen touches. I you know, playing Atlanta this week, we know Atlanta is a team they have to keep throwing the ball against or they're gonna have to at least keep putting pressure on, so I don't know. That's why I have a feeling like, you know, we saw Fournette kind of do – he didn't look like he did well, but he had 60 yards and a touchdown. So if Bell can do a little better in a better offense, I don't know. Um, but uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson for a second and, and the Seattle Seahawks. We were just talking about Tyler Lockett kind of putting up a dud. Tyler Lockett has 920 yards this year and eight touchdowns. Good year for Tyler Lockett, right? He's going to have 1,000 yards, might hit 10 touchdowns, except for the fact that 300 of those yards and six touchdowns are in two games. That's very alarming. So he hasn't topped 67 yards since week seven, just had it done this week. Russell Wilson himself has not been doing well three out of the last four weeks as he's had less than 17 points. What is going on with the Seahawks, guys? Uh, They have a very – well, I'm not going to say – it is kind of a tough matchup against the Rams. Wilson had his worst game of the season against the Rams uh, back in Week 10. So what's going to happen this week? Well, you, you obviously have to start your Seahawks, but make me feel better. I can't. I, I can't I make know. you feel better because he. this is two years in a row Russell Wilson has done this crap. 
in the playoffs, he doesn't fancy playoffs, not regular playoffs, obviously. He doesn't perform for his owners. And he did it again this past week, and he screwed me in Western New York Dynasty. And I'm very upset about that still. <laughs> but seriously, um, um, you, you, I don't know. I I don't know what it is. They came out firing to start the season. DK looked great. DK looked like the best wide receiver in the league for a while there. Everyone was talking about he's wide receiver one in Dynasty. Lockett was looking unbelievable. Carson was looking great. I don't know what it is. I really don't know. I, I they're all healthy, right? They're not really. They don't really have injuries. They don't, there's there's no excuse there. I think their offensive line's missing. Something. Maybe it's time to fire the offensive coordinator. How about that? But <laughs> fire sale. You 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 gotta you gotta start him. I think he was gonna be my my Christmas miracle, but I guess. But I think. I think this week Russell Wilson's going to have a good game for his fantasy owners. 121 yards is what he threw for last week. Yeah, I mean that 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 Washington team's good though. Yeah, Washington they are good. I mean they're 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 going to be a problem in a couple years. That line they are extremely line, underrated. Yeah, they get a yeah, they Chase Young has been line and a quarterback. I still think they should have traded down, but you know, that's a conversation for another day. No. Um no, I don't. Young kind of looks like me in my heyday. I don't care what Young looks like. Tua looks good. Herbert looks good. You know, Jalen Hurts is looking good. Um, I think I think there's a little, little cause for concern. Uh, but you know, like I said, the Rams. Uh, Russell Wilson had his worst game. He still had 248 yards, but he threw for two picks. Um, I know we kind of hashed them out there, but uh, I just wanted to say it's. You know, if you can get some boom players, you're going to need to get some boom players in your lineup uh, if you have some some Seahawks. Um, Tyler Lockett, though, I, I want to ask a question. Is he out of being the conversation of wide receiver one anymore? And is it his yeah. fault? Mm. The wide receiver one on their team or like a fantasy wide receiver one? A, a fantasy wide receiver one, a top 12. Yeah, he's out. I think there's... Definitely twelve that you could argue are better. I mean, yeah, he, I mean might, he might cusp in that top fifteen, maybe, but it depends on the offense. The offense right now, and if in, a, in the offense that they're running, at least and sustaining week after week, right now, he's definitely not, not even close. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary uh, after what we had anticipated in the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, since his 200 yard three touchdown game, I haven't seen too much uh, greatness from Tyra Lockett. Uh, all right, let's talk about some other greatness, though, okay? Let's talk about some other greatness. Travis Kelsey is 18 yards from, from beating his career high in receiving yards, uh, and he's 59 yards from George Kittle's receiving record back in 2018 that the two of them just beat back to back games, I believe it was. Actually, now, I'm re- now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, so he's having an amazing year. He's only six yards behind DeAndre Hopkins for the league lead in yards, has 10 touchdowns. Tyreek Hill has 15 touchdowns leading the league. It, I guess what I'm getting at here is Mahomes, the MVP again. Like, are, are we going to be – we're talking about Le'Veon Bell. Like, are these guys going to be what helps win your league uh, this week for the championship week against Atlanta? Yes. 
what they bench everyone. Stupid question, I guess. I'm sorry. Like, are, are, do you see? Do you see another amazing performance from all of them? Like, do you see Atlanta maybe reverting and having a good defense like they did a few weeks ago, um, or do you see last week against Tampa Bay where they got to a hot hot start and then, of course, you know, gave up the lead? I think it's a. I think it's a better chance that it's a shootout than it than it is the you know the other way around. So yeah, I think I think they're. They're gonna have a great games, and you can definitely count on them to win some championships. Yeah, I think Kittle's obviously or Kelsey's to me their wide receiver one almost. I mean, yeah, Tyree Kill again is lighting up the league too, so they really have two wide receiver ones because Kelsey is out of the tight end league. I mean, it's really tight end tiers of Kelsey, Kittle, and maybe Waller, and then. After that, it's just nothing. So for for them, I think Kelsey's definitely going to help people win their leagues this week, this uh, this week because I think it's all over fantasy Twitter right now that most if you look at most championship teams, they're probably rostering Kelsey and or Waller this year because just those two are so far ahead in the tight end race, and then getting the matchup with Atlanta, who's I think sixth in points allowed to tight ends this season. And I mean, Mahomes is again, if you roster him, he's going to have another big week. I think Kelsey, Tyree kill. I wasn't sure if Hill's playing though. Is he? Cause I know I saw he was listed as questionable because he got hurt last week. Right. Ooh, Tyreek? He's fine. He's yeah. fine. Oh yeah. He'll, he play. Play? he'll play. He's fine. Yeah. Um, I, he'll play. I don't think the question is if Atlanta is going to ha- have a good defense or not. I, I, I don't think, I think they can have a good defense, but I don't think they're going to have they're they're going to be able to hold down Mahomes and that and Kelsey and and Hill and Bell for all four quarters. I think Kansas City will get theirs no matter how good the defense is. Um, so mean, I think obviously you're gonna they're gonna end up with thirty some points. Look what happened. Who was it? The Saints this this yeah, past week yeah, they played really well defensively, and somehow Mahomes and all them put up thirty some points again. Again. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a dud out of the offense, it might be Bell. I mean, the running backs don't necessarily light up the scoreboard like their tight end or wide receiver does. So, yeah. But other than that, I think you're safe to play Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. Yeah, I mean, I know. Sorry, I mean, yeah, we're I mean, we're definitely yeah we're definitely gonna play them. I'm just I'm looking and seeing is Tyree Kill gonna have that potential 150 yard two touchdown and Kelsey can do that. And I, and I think they might because I'm looking right now. Mahomes is going to have his best statistical year yet, minus touchdowns. He'll have his yards. He'll have his completion percentage, attempts, completions, uh, all his, his touchdown or interception percentage. Everything is going to be career highs. This guy is above and beyond the number one. He's probably going to be MVP again. Um, but while we're talking about the Chiefs, let's have a little aside. Because CEH is with them, and he's going to be out for a little bit with his hip and ankle injury. Let's talk Dynasty for a minute. Is that all right? I guess. Can we have an aside about Dynasty? So let's talk about CEH and just a few running backs that I want to rank. We want to talk about Dynasty wise going into next season. All right. So as of today, there's eight running backs Ezekiel Elliott. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, CEH, and Josh Jacobs. 
Who out of those is your top five? I want to go through each of us here, and I, I want to hear who your guys' top five is today. If we were doing a startup draft. Go ahead, Eric. Put you on a spot. All right, and this is not top five running back. It's only top five out of these guys. That's yeah, just correct. these, just these five. Rank these five going forward. How their value would look. So it's Zeke, uh, JT, yeah. Swift, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, Ceh, and Josh Jacobs. Well, Jonathan Taylor would be number one for me. Then, I mean, it's, it's Zeke is so hard because with his contract, you just you don't think that they're going to get rid of him. And if Dak's back next year, he's probably going to be great, but it's just so hard. I'll have to go Zeke just based off value right now, um, but it's definitely very close for me. And then I'll go Josh Jacobs. DeAndre, or, ooh, sorry. Not Josh Jacobs, sorry. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Sorry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire will be second for me. I'm still not worried about him. Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention to him. Um, So Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Then I'll go Zeke. And I'm still not super excited about it. Then I'll go Josh Jacobs and then DeAndre Swift. Okay. Very interesting. I think... Keenis is going to look a little different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, at, at, at the top, I still I got Taylor as well. I um, I think he's had a hell of a, a second half of the season here, last couple games for sure, at least. Um, that's enough for you both. That's enough for me. Um, I think he started off the season pretty good. I he, mean, he did, he and he didn't have like any you know big huge games, but he was he was putting up good good numbers. And that offensive line is really good. That too. So that's one. Number two, I'm going to go James Robinson, guys. And here's why. Wow. And here's why. They're going to get sunshine ones. out of from <laughs> uh, from uh, Clemson. Um, uh, I think the Jets will still. Get and there. no, I, I unless you know the the Jags screw this up. Um, Robinson's a great pass catching back. Um, and also the Jags don't – they have weapons on that offensive side of the ball where where a rookie quarterback can come in there and be successful with Robinson, with um, DJ Shark. It, all they need is a, co- a good coach that could call good plays and and a good quarterback, I think. And, and Robinson being undrafted has proved that he, he can play in this league and he's – he kills. He kills it for PPR uh, in PPR leagues. Number two is Joe Mixon for me. Haven't been really high on him. Number three, sorry, Joe Mixon. I wasn't high on him to start the season. Wasn't high on him in the middle of the season. Um, but it's got to improve there in in, in Cincinnati. I, I don't know how long Burrow's going to be out, but I think that line's going to get better. I think Eric, you and I talked about it after we made that seat. Um, that big trade that we made a few weeks ago in Pope's league. It's just got to get better in Cincinnati. They already have the pieces in the wide receivers. I think if they fix that off the line and Burrow comes back healthy, that offense is going to start clicking. Um, number four for me, Swift, I think, I guess I like, I like what he's done. I wish Dobbins was on this list because he's pretty high up, up 
and he's high up there for me. Um, you want to throw him on this list? Put him on there. Yeah, I like Dobbins. I do like Dobbins at five. Clyde Edward Hoyer is probably bottom for me. He's eight or nine, just because I'm not. I haven't been impressed with him. I I really haven't, and I'm really nervous that they're gonna sign another running back. If it's not, if it's Bell, yeah, they they might keep Bell or they might look somewhere else. And that's going to eat away at his snaps. But I'm really nervous about him. He he hasn't been good, guys. He really hasn't. I think it's just the fact that they really, this season, it just seems like they're focusing so much more on the passing game. My other yeah. thing is, though, why would they sign Bell? If you, like if you're not, if you, you don't know. have concerns in in your running game. Why would you? You you just you have you have William or who, who's our running back? Uh, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Daryl Williams. Yeah, Williams. Yeah, who just had yeah, a but... great Super Bowl? No, and that's he, Damian. And he could play in that in that system, obviously. So why did you sign Bell? Because he's a no, plug and play guy. Williams. Damian we Williams saw... is out on COVID. Yeah. Well, he's gonna we come back saw, next though, year. What we, we saw what they were able to do Not this year. This is a really good running back with Kareem Hunt. And that's what they need is an elite player. Damian Williams can't do that. He couldn't be that player. Um, I don't think that he believes Le'Veon Bell is either, but at the same point, Andy Reid's not going to trust a rookie to take them to the Super Bowl. That's just Andy Reid. That's just what he does. He trusted him up to week eight, nine. You know, I think I think think the whole season he's never he's never had the full reins. I mean, if he didn't trust him, he would have went out and got a a veteran running back before the season started, Antonio. No, I think he's still trusting because Bell won't be there. They weren't just gonna be like they weren't just looking at be like, oh, Bell's gonna lead the Jets at week eight and we're gonna sign him. It's a it's a big mix of things. It's a it's a big mix of things. It's 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 not only are they they're focusing a lot on the pass this year. I think we all agree there. Bringing in Le'Veon Bell is, is great for teaching Clyde Edwards-Alaire also as well. Not only that, but... It helps you know, her to teach. Get the ball and run. Get the hole. There, there are things for him to learn. And and not only that, but we are... it's We all talked about it. It's, all, it's obvious there's, there's a shortened um, preseason. And I think we can all agree that, you know, a lot of these running backs are starting to come on towards the second half of the year. And I think a lot of it is they just really, they had to learn the playbook, acclimate to the NFL. They didn't have the time to do that this preseason. And I think he just needs, needs a little time. They still have him for another four years on his rookie contract. And I am not worried at all about him in dynasty. I think next year is going to be his year. And I think he's going to take it and run. He showed the flashes this year so far, and if they finally just give him like a full workload consistently, which I think they finally will with with Bell going that next year, I think you know he, he's going to so, prove his worth. Let me pose this to you. Let's say Le'Veon Bell does resign for a year, and he he gets chubbed, you know, like Kareem Hunt did in, in Cleveland. Are you still looking at Ceh the same way? Because obviously you're looking at him as a buy low opportunity this off season, but. You know, Bell signing might not be before that happens. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to re-sign Bell. He's going to be another year older, and he's already on his last legs. So I'm not, not super worried about that. Like I said, I think a lot of it was him just acclimating the NFL and really learning the playbook, and okay. he's going to have an entire off season to do that. Hopefully, next preseason's a little bit more normal. But I hear you. 
I hear you. All right, Jeremy, give me your top five. Are we adding Dobbins? Because that changes everything. Dobbins would be in my top five, by the way, if if, if we are. Uh, I'll go with the original eight since Candy wants to change things up. But I'd probably put Jonathan Taylor on the top of that list of those eight. Um, I think his situation is probably the best. Um, I think that offensive line, they add a probably a younger, more rejuvenated quarterback. It might move the ball a little more, open it up for him. But number two for me would be DeAndre Swift. I actually had DeAndre Swift ranked pretty high at the beginning of the season. Um, I just like what he brings to the table. I think if I remember a couple weeks ago, I saw a stat on Twitter too, that he's ranked pretty high in a points per game um, in the PPR leagues. I think he brings the best pass catching ability out of any of those running backs that came out this year. Um, three, I'll probably go with Zeke. I think he's just proven it year in and year out that he's, a very good fantasy asset. And I think this year is just a down year for Dallas. Lost Dak. They're missing a couple linemen. Um, couple. Weren't they? Didn't that whole offensive line get shifted around? Yeah. They're like they had they don't, yeah, that whole retirees. And, they didn't have injuries, one yeah. starter from since like last year. Yeah. Not playing. They're playing. Too, so. But uh, four for me is probably going to be Joe Mixon for the same things that Keenan was saying. I think they're going to add some offensive linemen this offseason. I think Burrow returns at some point, and that offense is loaded at receiver. And I just think that that's just – Mixon's going to come back. He He's a talented player. He just, again, had a season where the offensive line was bad. He got hurt, and it's just going to be a down year for him. And then I think five – I'm going to roll with Clyde. I think Clyde does still show some stuff on tape that he's getting better. I think to your guys' point, they added Bell because they didn't trust him at this current moment. They gave him a run. They were going to let him run with it. And I think he wasn't as ready as they thought. And that's why they added Bell also, because I think they were thinking this season, especially with COVID that the more talented skilled players you can add to your roster is the smartest way to go. Um, Who knows one day you could, they could have lost Clyde, for example, to injury, but COVID could knock someone out. And then they had Daryl Williams as their running back, and they didn't feel that's comfortable versus Bell. So I think CH is the future there, especially with the fifth year option. So, all right. So everybody has JT number one, even though we may not know who the quarterback is next year. I think so. I think no matter who the quarterback is, I think they're going to run that offense through the run game, whether it's and Jacob Eason who steps in or they trade for a Darnold or a Wentz or somebody. If we were in a draft and these are the running backs that were left to choose, he I mean, would be the first one I'm taking in a dynasty league. I mean, right now all these all these um, players besides Hilaire has a question mark at quarterback. Elliott, is that going to resign in Dallas? Don't know who the running back is going to be in Indy. Swift, is Stafford going to stay there or are they drafting a rookie? Is Burrow going to play next year? James Robinson, who's the quarterback going to be there? And Josh Jacobs, are they, going to, are they going to stay with Carr? I just don't like Josh Jacobs. I think he has the same thing that Clyde has. I think why the Raiders keep trying to find another running back. They keep signing all these other running backs instead of just giving him a full workload. I just don't think that well, they see him as a full workload running back. 
he he gets the workload. It's just not the catches that he was getting yeah. prior. Like that was the argument before was Josh Jacobs is a three hundred carry back, but he Correct. can't be a forty catch back. And yeah. then this season has kind of changed that around a lot. I mean, I believe he's actually on pace for forty five catches, um, and he's still getting games with twenty plus rushes. So I I, I know that the Devonte Bookers are frustrating, um, or not the Devonte Bookers. Um, the DeAndre yeah. Washingtons were frustrating, but there's a Booker, right? Yeah, yeah Booker's Booker. Doing, Booker's yeah, their yeah, running back. Washington, yeah. Washington, they let go, and they let uh, Booker um, kind of get some pass catches here and there. So um, I do like Jacobs a lot. Uh, he's actually my number five on that list. I do have JT number one. Um, I do think he's great. I was just kind so of So why the hell are you questioning us? <laughs> I was just being contrarian. Right? <laughs> That's all I was doing. I was just looking at the other side there. Uh, and then I have Zeke number two, uh, Dak, when Dak was there, Zeke was on pace for like a hundred something targets. Uh, he was getting a lot of good, uh, a lot of good carries and a lot of high value touches, uh, in the goal line. So Zeke's my number two. He's still, still relatively young, still has a lot to prove, um, and a lot to do. DeAndre Swift is my third running back. He was also high on my list coming out. Um, I just, talent will win there. I don't know if, even if. Detroit gets their stuff together over the next five years. I'm not sure, but I, I believe in the talent. Uh, my four, number four, I believe in the talent. Joe Mixon, he's great. I love Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Burrow will do a lot of good things for Cincinnati, uh, and Joe Mixon will eat a lot of that up. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, Josh Jacobs is fifth. So interesting how we have uh, how we have this list here and how we've we've seen Ceh. Um, kind of move up and down so eric's the only one to have him in his top three uh so that's i don't even have him in my top five so in this Neither list so i'm, I'm really nervous about, about it in the off i really am about we'll definitely him. dive dive deeper into that a little bit later uh but somebody that uh i'm also nervous about this week with a good matchup is the tampa bay buck wide receivers and leonard fournette as well so just all of tampa bay uh, Fournette, obviously, with, uh, goodness, Toronto Jones going out with COVID. We think he'll be back. If not, Fournette did have uh, did have a touchdown last week. True. He had two uh, touchdowns. There were two touchdowns last week. That's right. Godwin scored. Uh, can, can we trust? AB had a nice touchdown. Can we trust everybody this week against I don't think, Detroit? I don't think you could trust Fournette because he had, four, I think it was 14 carries for 47 yards and two touchdowns. To me, that looks like touchdown dependent. Um, yeah, they were they were goal line. Well, one was a yeah. uh, a little couple of yards out. It was goal line. Yeah, so that looks like it's touchdown dependent to me. So I, I don't think I can trust Fournette. I almost I did trust him last week. I he got me twenty points, thank God, um, to get me into a championship game. But uh, I don't think he, I don't think I could trust him this week. But I think Mike Evans. I mean, Eric, can you trust Mike Evans? I know you, I'm going to have to. I have to. Yeah, I think he can. Um, he still has a good matchup. You know, he had, he put up over 100 yards last week and and got a lot, you know, good amount of targets. So, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be more of the same there for him. Uh, I don't really see – I don't I think, know if he's going to have a huge blow-up game. I think um, he's like, the only one he could trust in Tampa. Yeah. This week. Yeah, Goblin got his uh Goblin got his, I believe, third touchdown of the season last week. So So disappointing. He, he he wasn't really he's not really scoring a lot. Or fourth touchdown, sorry. He's not really scoring a lot, and obviously he doesn't even have a hundred yard receiving game yet. Um he's just getting the, the most 
not the most targets either. I don't know. He's not getting much. It's, I mean, Evans had 100 plus yards for the first time. Um, we like were lying to our minutes. division to to our division episodes, and when we talked about Tampa Bay and how excited we were to talk about Tampa Bay and how much of a letdown they were actually. I think the big thing with Tampa is uh, his injuries. Right. I mean, you look at it. I mean, Tom Brady's always been the same way. He was that way in New England. He throws the guys he trusts. And if you're not going to be on the field, you're not going to stay healthy. You're missing practices. You're not there. He's just not going to throw to you. He's just not. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care if you're Godwin. He doesn't care if you're Scotty Miller. He doesn't care if you're Tyler Johnson. If you show up to practice, you make catches, and you're there. He's going to throw to you. That's why Evans, I think, is the only one you can trust because out of all of them, I think he's probably been the most healthy. Antonio Brown showed up late in the year. Godwin's missed how much time? I just – I think with that team, honestly, Pope is – there's too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's too much talent. And I know we always say that you can never have too much talent, but I think there is right now. And I feel like – actually, let me let me rephrase that. I feel like there's no, like, rhyme or reason to these type of – to all these players. You know, I feel like there wasn't an offense developed for, for these five guys. They just threw these players in. They're like, with this offense, like, let's hope it works. Where mm-hmm. what what type of players did Tom Brady like in New England? You know, it was those old, you know, slot ride receivers for years, the running backs coming out of the backfield, making plays. Tom Brady's throwing the ball down the field a lot more than I can ever can re- ever remember. Maybe last time he threw the ball down the field as much was when he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker and they were going for nineteen and zero. Um, I just think the offense just doesn't fit this team. Yeah, or I think, maybe I think the quarterback doesn't fit this team. The quarterback doesn't yeah. fit the team. The team was built to have Jameis Winston Winston at quarterback. You know what I mean? That's how they was built. Amen. And they added they added Brady, who, I mean, he can throw the ball. I'm not saying that he can't, but he's not Jameis Winston as far as the deep threats. And, yeah. I mean, he's doing well. I mean, he's not doing bad. It's just, I think, like you said, there's too many options. And he – he doesn't. He's not going to key. He's not afraid to spread the ball. I mean, he will key on the guys who have been yeah, there that too. and who he has a rapport with. But he's also not. He's not going to force a ball to someone. He's going to. He finds the open guy. And if you have a four receiver set, the chances are that not the same guy is winning every single down. And I think it just unless you're Cole Beasley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless you're a Bills receiver. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then yeah, you know, and then you add Gronk into the mix, so it, it is tough. It, so are you starting Fournette, uh, Evans, Godwin, Brown? Are you Gronk? Are you sitting any of the five? I'm only starting Mike Evans if I have him. I'd probably start Fournette. I just the, Detroit's very bad against the run. Yeah, and if Ronald Jones isn't playing, I mean, it's gonna be Fournette. They really don't love Vaughn yet, and Lashawn McCoy's not a threat, so. <laughs> so if Zeke is back, that's funny. You know what's uh, funny, guys? <laughs> Leonard Fournette is my impressed, and I just talked myself out of it. <laughs> uh, well, good thing that. we weren't we weren't doing yeah. those today. <laughs> yeah. um, and we will get to those to our, our version of that in a moment. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, would you guys play Leonard Fournette this week, um, or would you guys instead rather play Ezekiel Elliott uh, against Philadelphia? If Zeke can do what Pollard did, I'm starting Zeke. Right. Yeah, but again, 
I mean, that was a matchup-driven thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably start for that. Just because he played Pittsburgh. Who who saw who saw Pollard being your number one against one of the best or San Francisco against one of the best rushing defenses? I I did. I, I picked mean, him up at noon. I don't know. And started. I need to. I need other options. Well, I'm Their saying like with with. Uh, Geo, then Geo played Pittsburgh. Yeah, Geo played. Geo Bernard played. He played yeah, good. Yeah, they played San Francisco. It was a year for or um, it was a week for bad rush defense. That's true. No. Um, all right. So then. All right. Well then. So Zeke or Fournette? I still like Fournette. I think. I think it's a more safer option. Very bad rush defense and. As gross as it sounds, if if Ronald Jones is still out, then I think I go Fournette. But it'd be really tough for me to say Zeke if he's in, even though I know he's been playing bad. Uh, it's just I couldn't I think, imagine setting Zeke. It just I don't know. I think even Luckily, if I don't have to make the choice. Right. But I think if Zeke's healthy, I mean, who says that Pollard doesn't get more touches with what he did last week? Yeah, I mean, I get you paid him, but I mean, last week he went off. It's hard to just cold turkey him. So, Miles Gaskin is coming back, as we know, off the COVID list. Would you rather play him or Fournette? He's playing Gaskin. against the Vegas. Gaskin. Same and close. I play Fournette. Seems like a lot of players that get COVID, and once they come off of it, they're a little bit sluggish at first. So I don't, I don't he didn't know. have COVID. He would just he just uh, or oh he did close actually. contact. He no, he, he tested positive. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he tested positive. Uh, okay, and and Ahmed just did really well with the rocks. So that's why it's a little skeptical that's for me tough. with Miles Gaskin. Yeah, they're two they're two good matchups too. I don't know. I think it's a t- coin flip there. I don't think you really have a definitive answer. I think Ronald Jones is the tiebreaker there. If Jones plays, I'd go Gaskin. If Jones doesn't play, it's Fournette. Okay. Bet you a six-pack that Gaskin gets gets more points than Fournette. Oh, I mean, he probably does. I mean. I'll take it. Is that a bet? Ooh. Oh. We got a tally these six-packs up. Yeah. I'll probably owe a couple. What was it again? Gaskin versus. Gaskin's uh, more points. Versus uh, Fournette. And who has who? Fantasy points. I have Gaskin. I've had him all year. Remember when you dropped him? Are you going to cry if they, if they draft a running back? No, because <laughs> I I could see it happening. But I also picked up Gaskin for free. No, that should say Antonio sucks because he dropped Gaskin last year. And I picked <laughs> him up for free. In many leagues. In many leagues. Uh, so Look, What is this guy doing? Speaking of Dallas, speaking of Dallas, (laughs) or not Dallas, Miami, uh, Tua performed really, really well uh, without Gesicki and without Parker, without Gaskin. You know, he used his legs with his two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, So Parker and Gesicki are back this week. Uh, Who who are you going to be playing this week for Miami? Uh, Like I said, they are playing against Vegas on the road. Uh, do you think that it's time to fire up Kasiki again after his dominant performance two weeks ago? I don't know. New England's been really bad. Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, I'm just thinking the way um, Tua played. He played really well ah. against New England. Um, well, which I was surprised yeah. about. Yeah. Well, I mean, New England's defense is trending down. Um, but yeah, they lost. But also, same thing with 
Kasicki, he's he had great games with Fitz, and then he would not show up on games too. So it's a it's a coin flip for me. I want to yeah, be. He's like got Mike. four touchdowns in the last three games. So two is clearly showing that love for tight ends. Uh, is so this a playoff this. game though for these two teams? Uh, so yes, for Vegas and Miami, Miami I think is already really there, but for Vegas they need it more so. Are you sure? Nah, yeah, it's no. more of a playoff game for both. I mean, Miami's I in the driver's seat, but Miami's hmm. the Raiders bad. definitely need it, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 two games on them, so. So thought, would you be playing? Let's talk about Tua or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Tua or uh, or Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. I think if you have Russell Wilson, you can't uh, sit championship weekend. That's yes, tough. you can because he's been bad. I know it's so tough what, though. Yeah, it's so tough. What about Matt Ryan or Tua? Tua. Matt Ryan's Matt, got I'm, 10, do, right? I'm done with the Matt Ryan experience. I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Plus three touchdowns? Game yeah, script this Ryan. They're pretty much going to be guaranteed to have to throw a lot. Oh, yeah. They'll be throwing all day against Kansas City. They've been throwing all year. <laughs> they suck. Not all of them. Julio might be back, though, so I don't know. We'll see. Don't put that shade on my Calvin Ridley. Yeah, you and Aaron, you and Antonio both. Oh God, let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Let's not. So I don't need, don't need you to. We we don't have enough time. Probably. He's so good. Eric, oh, you know what's funny? Right. You know what's funny? Calvin Ridley, you know, has like one good game in like five weeks, and Antonio wants to talk about him. But when Adam Thielen, you know, weeks. was blowing up, blowing up this past year, we didn't want to talk about him. He's getting it all in garbage time. All garbage time. All garbage time. <laughs> you know, Thielen is nothing but a bum. The guy's got two, three hundred yard games. Has only had one since week five. How many hundred All yard he games does just... Tyreek Hill have? Oh yeah, remember that? He's he he's at least doing a lot better now. How about that? Oh okay. but no, we talked about this. Ridley, ten of his last twelve games has at least ninety yards or a touchdown. Explain to me where that says he's got these last three games. He has at least 108 yards. I think the, yards? the he's got double digit. 108 at least in the last three games. Um, the that... nonsense about Julio and Ridley can't play well without him is gone. I think Ridley's the new number one wide receiver in Atlanta. Julio comes back to be one B. But but your argument no that Thielen only has 300 yard games. The number one wide receiver in fantasy, Tyreek Hill, only has three games over 100 yards. Three, but he had none after like week eight. My point is, though, he can go off and do that. Thielen, a whole different conversation for another day. But like I said, Thielen is way too touchdown dependent. Tyreek Hill's not. Anyways, let's move over to yeah, our on. little uh, version of our impresses and stresses for Christmas week. It's going to be uh, Christmas milk and cookies uh, or a lump of coal. So, I mean, we didn't really think of any good segment for that one, but. That's what we're going to do. So we're each going to give a player who's going to get that milk and cookies this year uh, for Christmas Day and week, um, or who's going to get that lump of coal. So I think we're going to let our guest do the honors. All right. I'll start with the milk and cookies. Um, I don't have to explain too much because we did earlier. But What's your favorite, favorite cookie? 
Oh, all of them. If it's a sweet, I like it. But <laughs> chocolate chip, we'll go with. All right. Um, mine's David Montgomery. Um, we talked about him earlier. Uh, he's had four weeks over 20 points in PPR leagues. Um, he's facing Jacksonville, who's third in points against, averaging 23 points, two running backs on the season. Um, and like I said earlier, he's RB1 since week 12. I think it's been said for half a year now. Everybody kept saying, buy low on Montgomery. He's going to win you leagues because just purely of his matchups um, in the back half of the season. And he's come through for us. And I think, again, he's going to have another stellar week because Jacksonville also is very bad in the past. And I think that Chicago should, theoretically, should be ahead. And I think that the game script should lean to Montgomery getting leaned on in the second half. So, um, And then my lump of coal is actually going to be Mark Andrews. Um. I don't like the matchup against the Giants. Um, it was more so of like a stress than a lump of coal. Um, the Giants have been kind of weak the last couple weeks against tight ends, but on the season they've been actually pretty good on tight ends. Um, and Lamar's iffy. He's been playing really well lately. So I just don't know if Andrews is a slam dunk for this week, I think that he might struggle this week against that Giants defense. And that's what I got. So, uh, Eric, I guess, uh, uh, all right, Eric, go ahead, Eric. I'm still thinking of mine. Since Antonio changed his segment five minutes yeah. before we started. <laughs> am I just, am I just doing the milk and cookies or am I doing all three? All three. I only did two. No, just just one, just one milk and cookies, and then one uh, lump of coal. Oh, we've got to be in the Christmas spirit, guys. I'm the only one here with a darn Christmas hat on. All right, yeah. So my my milk oh, and cookies is going to be. Uh, we talked about him, Jonathan Taylor. He's going up against the Steelers. Some people might be worried about the matchup, but I am not at all. He's been killing it the past three weeks, and uh, this past week, Gio Bernard uh, showed that the Steelers are not a. Uh, Scary defense to go up against at all. They've been struggling. Uh, so I think he's going to go out and put up another great game. And then my lump of coal. Um, I, you know, he's, he's still a start because he's going to get, he's going to get the workload still, but Deandre Swift going up against the bucks, you know, they have a good front seven and I think they're just going to be able to, you know, kind of control this game and, and yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm a little bit worried. The passing game is, is struggling. You know, there's no Kenny Galladay. I believe he's still out. Um, and yeah, so I just I, I, temper your expectations on him. Antonio, why don't you go? All right, I guess that's gonna I guess that's gonna bring it my way. Um, it's gonna bring it my way. So my my milk and cookies player. He's somebody that's been doing really well this year but not as well as we had all hoped uh and that's aj brown and he has 10 touchdowns so i know it's it's maybe weird to say that but he doesn't really have any of those uh crazy flashy games that we've been hoping for you know when you hear the name aj brown this year you haven't been thinking wow dynamic uh top five wide receiver uh that's blowing me away like we were last season but he, he's been doing really well uh he's Tannehill's number one target, despite what Corey Davis 
uh, has been bringing to the table. Um, he's getting a, a lot of touchdowns, like I said. He has 10. Um, he's only got the three games over 100 yards, but uh, I think this week against the Green Bay Packers, they're both fighting for top seeds. They're going to want to put up as much points as they can. Tennessee has been in nothing but shootouts since week five. I think A.J. Brown's going to be your man getting that milk and cookies this week. Probably 150 yards and two touchdowns. Can I mention something quick? Sorry, before you go. So, no. Speaking of A.J. Brown with 10 touchdowns, you know, last year there was three players with double-digit receiving touchdowns. It was uh, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, and Mark Andrews, I believe it was. Um, this year already, there's still two games left to be played. There's eight players with double-digit touchdowns already. It's a passing league. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean to you? I mean, obviously the passing game this year has been, you know, just crazy, especially in the beginning of the year. There was just touchdowns going on, flying around everywhere. But I don't know. I mean, is do we think the league just continues to trend this way? I mean, it already has been, obviously, but it seems like this year is a bit, bit crazier than others. Yeah, I, you know, the players that are getting it, though, the thing is, they're relatively used to getting it, right? Like Tyreek Hill can get that, Thielen can get it, Devontae Adams can get it, and they're doing it right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey traditionally didn't, and now we're seeing him do it, which is really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect AJ Brown to get double digits. DK Metcalf's got ten. Uh, Robert Tanyan has ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, Tanyan's got ten. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just it's unexpected from some players, but expected by others. I guess if that makes sense. So like every year, I know there's going to be five or six that should be getting it. I know you said three last year, but we had injuries. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope players can keep doing it because it just means more fantasy output. Uh, but my lump of coal, uh, I'm a, it's James Conner. Um, he's really been disappointing players. He kind of hurt me last week in the semifinal, as he did most people. Um, well, I shouldn't say hurt me. You know, we can't get mad about injuries. Uh, but not being able to play uh, was, was really unfortunate. And he's someone that we started relying on near the back half of the year as he was getting better and more worked into the game. And then he got injured, and the Steelers have really been struggling uh, so he's just a player of mine that I think he got a bench. They're playing Indianapolis. Uh, he should be back, but they just haven't been able to get anything together. There's a chance they could lose four in a row. So James Conner's getting my lump of coal this year. Or this week. This week, yeah. This week. Um, but let's also move on to our Christmas miracles of the week. We all want to get that hey, Christmas. Hey, 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 hey. Did I skip you again? You skipped yeah, me. Well. I swear to God, I'm going to come to your house and hurt you. Milk and cookies. Um, for me, is Jalen Hurts versus Dallas. Um, last week, you know, I, he was my impress. I told you guys to start him. Um, trust your gut, I guess. Um, that's what I did. I usually don't trust my gut. I trust my head, my brain. You probably shouldn't do that. Just trust your gut. Um, he had a great game last week. 338 yards passing, 63 rushing, four touchdowns, three passing, one rushing. He takes on the Cowboys this week. Uh, 30, they allow 31 touchdown passes to quarterbacks, obviously, um, this year, guys. That's a lot. 
I think, and their uh, opposing quarterback rating is a 102.6. So I think Jalen Hurts has a really good game against this Cowboys defense. Um, is it just me or does Hurts look like a better passer than I expected, I guess? I thought he would struggle throwing the ball. I feel like he's definitely better than I, I guess, expected. Um, but his rushing also cements a steady floor um, to, as a top 10 our quarterback this week. Fun fact, guys: Hertz joins Herbert as just the second rookie quarterback since 1970 uh, merger with at least 400 combined yards of offense, four touchdowns, and no picks in the game. Isn't that cool, guys? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So um, that's that's who's getting my milk and cookies. Um, person that's getting my coal. He's playing the Jets, and I know you guys are probably like, "What? Don't you usually start players that are playing the Jets?" But it's Kareem Hunt. Winning isn't good for Hunt's fantasy value. Um, in the past four games, the Browns have won. Week 11, Philly. Week 12 against Jacksonville. Week 13 against Tennessee. And week 15 against the Giants. Hunt has scored nine PPR points or less. He has one touchdown in those games and seven catches for 41 yards on nine targets. When when they're winning, they're handing the ball off to Chubb to kill the clock. They're... They're an old school type of offense, I guess. When they look to kill the clock once, once they're once they have the lead on their opponent, and I think that happens again. I think they're going to be up a lot on Cleveland. On the Jets, I mean, you think the you think Cleveland's going to be Jets, up a lot? Jets, yeah, Cleveland's going to be a lot on the Jets. I mean, I hope yeah. so. We thought so about the Rams, and we saw what happened. That was scary. Well, the Rams Did I they lose like... their shot at Lawrence. Yes, I think I, there's no way in hell. Unless the Jags win, they're not gonna. Jets don't. But yeah, yeah, that was really. Well, the Jags do play the Bears this week, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds. It's yeah. It sounds Uh, to me like the Jags need a Christmas miracle. Or the Jets. The Jets. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, they need a Christmas miracle, like we have for everybody. What a great segment! Ah, I got it in there. We're gonna talk about our Christmas miracle. We each have a Christmas miracle. That we're hoping to bring to you. So hopefully they're on your roster because they're going to bring you pride and joy. Who wants to start? Not me. I'll go. Um, so these are these are guys that... Um, Christmas miracle. Yeah, guys that who you might is, not be care. expecting them to bring. Oh, oh well, my oh. guy is someone you might not no, be expecting, like but but he could, uh, he could be somebody on your waivers right now that could bring you much joy on Christmas. And that is Gabriel Davis for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, he's been having a good couple of weeks, especially with John Brown being out. And I think John Brown is still possibly going to miss this game. Yeah. Stephon Diggs might be a little bit banged up. He's limited right now with that foot injury. So, you know, I think I think Davis could be in line for another touchdown and another big game. And, you know, Josh Allen might have to rely on him a little bit this week. I like it. Unless they run the ball like again. Against the Pats like they did the first matchup. <laughs> Mine. Uh, it, that almost cost them that game because they, they were too busy trying to run the ball, trying to instead of doing what they're good at, which is throwing the ball. Yeah, with Gilmore out too. I mean, they should yeah. have thrown. Let's get Allen another AFC uh, player, of the, player of the week. Yeah, let's get, get let's get five. Going. He's got he's got two more than Mahomes does. And no one's talking about Allen as MVP. 
Very sad. Yeah, he's, players. Um, he's bad, least, isn't he? According huh? to Tad Brown, what he's I bad, saw on Twitter. He? Dude, people are idiots. Tad, <laughs> that, that guy <laughs> that you that, and Eric were talking about. Well, 20 quarterbacks he, he said that are better than Allen? That could play. Well, he had posted on. that, uh, that, you know, people, players to win the MVP that have gotten at least players that have gotten at least four offensive rookie of the year awards in a season since 1970, all of them have won MVP. So that was the tweet. It wasn't saying, you know, pushing for Allen or anything like that, but yeah, then, yeah, then he said 15 or 20 players could do what Allen's doing in Buffalo. And we don't need to talk about that right now, but I did not agree with that tweet at all. I, I think Allen is definitely, doing things that a lot more than just 15 or 20 quarterbacks could, or a lot less than 15 or 20 quarterbacks could do. Um, but my, you know, ironically, that is my, my Christmas miracle. Um, it is Josh Allen. I'm picking Josh Allen. I haven't gone much in the bills this week. How did I take yours? I have it. It's mine. He is mine. Josh Allen is my Christmas miracle. Uh, they they want to keep going for that number one seed. I think Kansas City is going to get it ultimately. But if not, that number two seed is just as juicy for them. Um, it won't be the bye week, but they're, they're going to go for it. Uh, they're playing New England this week. They are Stephon Gilmore-less, uh, or the Patriots are. So I, I think that everybody on that team is just going to feast. I think uh, we – well, sorry, not we. The Bills have had a tough time beating the Patriots in years past. And now that they have a chance to completely just stomp them, I think it's going to happen just like uh, they did with Denver. So – Josh Allen's going to be bringing you guys home a Christmas Miracle Championship title. Please, I'll take another 30 points. Is it me? Can I oh, go like or 40. are we skipping me? You should be skipped. All right, well, I'm going to go. You're getting anyway. skipped. I'm going to go. Um, I'm not taking Ridley. That's uh, fine. It's not mine. I'm taking um, Russell Wilson. He, like I said earlier in the show, he's definitely struggled late in the season uh, for free fantasy owners. And I think this week he, he helped, even though he's playing a tough Rams defense, I think they need to win this game. And do they have a chance for a number one seed or is that locked up by the, by the Packers? No, it's not locked up yet, but so they're still battling for a playoff position, but I think Russell Wilson has a really good week this week. Um, and hopefully he throws the ball a lot to Tyler Lockett. You feel me? No, no, forget DK. So, since you guys missed the entire point of the segment, I picked a player on Christmas. That's Christmas Miracle. Uh, There's one game, Pope. Hey, but I'm going to talk about the one player that everybody all had back half of the season had said question marks on uh, would be Delvin Cook. His playoff matchup didn't look that good coming in. Faced Tampa. Chicago and New Orleans in sequence 31st, 24th, and 32nd against running backs and points allowed. However, the last two weeks he went for 20 and 27 PPR points. Um, and I think the Christmas miracle part of it is, is that New Orleans the last two weeks has given up. What did I have? They've given up 24 total points to the Chiefs with Bell and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And they gave up 30 to Miles Sanders, which he had one big run. But um, I think that Dalvin Cook will continue to do what he's done all season. I think the Vikings will um, lean on Dalvin Cook 
as they have. And I think that he's going to help win a championship despite what most people thought he might not do to his fantasy playoff schedule at the beginning of the season. Not me. That wasn't me. Hey, I like it. That's beautiful. Most of Twitter did. I mean, you look at the schedule, it didn't look great. Everybody yeah, had I didn't. Montgomery and Henry. And I'm not going to lie, I owned Delvin Cook. I was a little nervous. I mean, I didn't well, think he was yeah, going to completely dud out, but. Yeah, he wasn't great. in a lot of top fives. He definitely was. I regret not grabbing him. Um, so that'll wrap up for the Christmas Miracles. Uh, I hope everybody gets their miracle this week, uh, besides the losers, of course. Um, but gets, gets your W. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. Uh, does you guys have anything you want to close out the show? Jason Tatum uh, decided to score more than 26 points, guys. Cost me 200 bucks. <laughs> That's your own fault. Not happy about it. Oh, you guys think I get 250 again this week? No. Uh, you lose. I hope not. Once you get cocky, you lose. Good no, luck. actually, you probably don't. Lose. You probably don't lose because I'm not. I'm not playing you, and I'm the only one that, that has beaten you. <laughs> Keenan is my kryptonite. <laughs> there you go. It's good. It's a good uh, title. To I'm have. ponies too. Tony, uh, how we'll many times I beat you this I, year? Man, we split last week. Stop. Last week, yeah, but I'm talking about all year. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Pizza boy. We'll have to see. But uh, good luck to everybody in your championship uh, matches this week. Um, I hope I hope we see you next week uh, with a championship belt, trophy, ring, whatever have you. Um, yeah, good luck, though. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks again for watching. Make sure you can follow us uh, at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Make sure to follow our guest at Pope's FFH, Jeremy Popolars. Make sure to follow Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Make sure to follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Merry Christmas. Right? Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas, a... everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas Merry to you guys, Christmas. crew, and your families. Happy Merry holidays. Merry Christmas and good luck. Whatever you celebrate, get your lucky charm. Do you guys have any lucky charms for uh, championship week? Nah. I have lucky charm cereal on, Sunday, on Saturday and Sunday morning this week. I have cinnamon rolls for Christmas. No no typical uh, championship, uh, I guess. Good good, good, good juju or karma. No, I've never been there. I'll start it now. I'll tell you. One thing, I, one thing I do, though, if I'm in a championship game, I won't look at the score until after the 4 o'clock game. I'm going to be watching that thing like that a sounds hawk. painful. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> what, you guys are do, what, what you guys are doing is going to be painful. If this guy could get a touchdown, if this guy could get a reception, I'll be back in the game. Only need That's five more points from this good. guy. I no. need the adrenaline. I need the yeah. adrenaline. And there's a game every day this weekend. I'm gonna be freaking. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna need a <laughs> stick Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All week. It'd be nice if that thir- that Friday game was a eight o'clock game. Yeah. What time is it at? Four o five. Four thirty or something. Like yeah. That, yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Well, all right. Good luck again. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone. Mafia out.